And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. Bienvenidos a Cutline con su anfitrión Miguel Cavelunes. upon the St. Jude Classic, formerly known as the WGC Bridgestone Invitational, but not to be confused with the St. Jude Invitational. That's right, there's a lot of tournaments to dissect here, so make sure you check the proper course history. Two tournaments. Two. 2020-2019. TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to Graceland. But before the cut line takes you there, hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, hello UK, Ireland, Germany, Spain, Switzerland, would like to send an apology to our listeners in Minnesota as none of you guys had Rory Sabatini. And why would you? Now, if you're new to the cut line, what took you so long? What? <laughs> what an idiot! Oh, what a loser! And returning listeners, welcome back. So, welcome back, Cutline Nation. I'm Mike Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. The St. Jude is here, and man, does it feel a tad different to have back-to-back no-cut events. But nevertheless, I'm excited. TPC Southwind is not an easy course, and we are going to be in for a wild ride as we have, like I said, no cuts this weekend. And the Cutline is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the WGC St. Jude Classic at TBC Southwind. We're going to do the best we can. Oh, and remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And the goal of the cut line is to make sure not only is your tournament lineup in the green, but so is your bankroll. We're here to give you smashing lineups, cashing lineups, winning lineups, bashing lineups to build your best lineups week in and week out. The goal for you is to be in the wieners circle, winner's circle. And basically get you six of six golfers through the cut line, which is going to be quite easy this weekend unless you have that random withdraw. No cut event. But it's Wednesday night. I'm doing my lineup build. I don't know where ownership is going to go. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports and FanshareSports.com. So if you're not subscribed, very easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com, fill out all your information, in the discount code, write the word CUTLINE, and you'll receive 20% off your monthly membership. Ownership is a leverage not to be belittled. And this week, the PGA Tour travels to Memphis for the St. Jude Classic. The fairways are tight, the greens are small, and the scoring is at a premium. Past winners, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas. But there are some past winners in the field. 
Dustin Johnson, but don't get fooled by stats and looking at the wrong tournament. Runner-ups include Phil Mickelson. So good luck with this tourney history. So what does this mean? Well, it means you better roster the red-hot approach, playing, putting guy, hitting every fairway. No. There's a lot to dissect, but let's look at it. The first thing, the course review, the course preview, the course report, which you can find on CutlineGolf.com for all your free DFS needs. WGC event brings about another no-cut event to the PGA Tour, and unlike most WGC events, we're looking at a course that often enters the fray as one of the more difficult on tour. FedEx points are on the line, right? The playoffs are right around the corner. Gotta figure this shit out. And the main protection on this course is the wind and the water. The rough is something that is not penalizing, and anyone not making this cut is more than likely going to be a victim of a double, double bogey or worse. Scoring is not going to be incredibly easy as there are only two par fives and four long par threes and just an added bonus. The five hardest holes on this course are all par fours. Finding fairways will be important because it's just easier to hit the calculator approach shots from this short grass. And while the rough isn't that penalizing, the course is not easy if you're missing greens, hitting deep bunkers, or of course splashing into the endless amounts of water. There's just massive penalties awaiting for golfers who don't hit the fairway. Yes, the aforementioned water comes into play a lot. But even more important is the Zoiza fairways. The grass holds balls up almost as if they are on a tee. And allowing PGA Tour professionals to strike these balls crisp and clean and attack these pins for scoring opportunities. Now, don't get fooled by the TPC name. We've seen it. Easy courses, easy opportunities. This course will not allow golfers to feast on birdies. And there are big numbers out there that can ruin any round. Ron Pritchett's your architect. Bermuda grass greens. Small, small, small greens. Smaller than average. 5,420 square feet. Typical stint meters about 12. 7,244 yards. Par 70 with 10 water hazards. Affecting endless amounts of holes. There's a lot of water. Face it. With over 100 bunkers. Looking at the weather draw in rounds 1 and 2. Thursday. Not a big deal. But Friday, as of right now, in that afternoon wave, you do get some wind, up to 20 miles per hour, come around three miles, uh, come around 3 p.m. So we'll see how that shakes out. Past winners, Justin Thomas, 2020, he won by three strokes. 2019, Kepka did the same thing. He cruised to a three-stroke victory. The difference was Justin Thomas birdied two of the final four holes to create the lead, that he could not be caught by the likes of Daniel Berger, Brooks Kepka, who's going to be chalky this week. Phil Mickelson and Ricky Fowler. Key stats I'm looking at. Ball striking approach, fairways gained, bogey avoidance, strokes gains on par fours, and of course greens and regulation. Similar courses, the Houston Golf Club, TPC Sawgrass, East Lake, Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and Sedgefield Country Club. That's it. That's it. Question is now, who are we going to be playing this weekend? These two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is the Cut Lines Birdie or Better segment, and we are doing things a tad different this week. Look, it is a no-cut event. We don't really have a lot of history with back-to-back no-cut events in DFS golf, so it's going to be kind of a wild ride. So we are kind of omitting some segments this week that are normally on the show. Example, can't do it. 
but you can find that of course in the core four file when we post that on wednesday and we're not going to look at the mg's monsters and guarantees at the 6k range we're basically going to dive in from this top tier all the way down to the 6k range and kind of analyze and look at our favorite plays of each pricing tier and without further ado we're going to stop start start here in the 10k range 11k range and of course that includes colin morikawa xander shoffley brooks kepka jordan speed dustin johnson and rory McIlroy. let's start things off right here all right morikawa in terms of rankings is going to be number one almost everywhere i look overall stat model number one aggregate model number one confidence model number one all right he's going to be popular because of that and he's only 14 to 1 so you're not really getting him at some good odds but 11k i think if you start building to get morikawa in your lineups you're going to be different i don't see a lot of people paying up for morikawa when someone so tasty like brooks kepka is sitting at ten thousand six hundred dollars who's way cheaper in comparison as one year before finished top five otherwise loves this course has said how much he loves this course is going to be widely owned all right first and second first in 2019 second in 2020 his approach game is impeccable right now i it's hard to say how how brooks kepka isn't chalk from a game theory standpoint you fade him right because you have less golfers so you're gonna have elevated ownership and you take you take the risk. You can easily gamble on him and bet him at 12 to 1 odds and take advantage of that. But but that's an option. The thing is, how often do we see golfers regularly finish top five, three, four, five years in a row at a, at a particular tournament? And this course is hard. This field is pretty difficult decent amount of golfers here so it's interesting to say who we see dominating i don't know i can't eat that much kepka chalk xander coming off the gold medal how much is he partied out how much is he burnt out the media is going to be all over him this week uh, that that kind of is a for me a, a like maybe you stay away just because there could be some issues and then jordan spieth dustin johnson Roy mcelroy the issue with just uh, uh jordan spieth hitting fairways he's obviously going to put the driver away on at least try to on most holes um drive driver has looked better don't get me wrong it's just not my favorite play here he has had success 12th in 2019 30th in 2020 so so we've seen that before i'm just not gonna buy it here but with dj and rory you do have the ability to dominate off the tee now if they can hit fairways and mitigate that distance you're going to have birdie opportunities scoring opportunities the course history is not necessarily there dj with the 12th and the 20th rory with a 47th and a fourth if you're not getting that fourth place or better you're not going to pay off at that salary so it's key to point that out when you look at them in my confidence model aggregate model overall stat model why i think they're going to go lower owned it's the fact that they're just not playing very well dustin johnson has been brutal he's been brutal right Everything tells me, even in the Fantasy National Rolling Report that I have, DJ's been playing bad, but it's Dustin Johnson prepping for the FedEx playoffs. He's got four rounds to score. He could easily turn it around. If his ownership is going to be reduced because of his current form, fine. Take advantage of it. Pivot to him and 
potentially reap the benefits. It's DJ. Come on, guys. It's DJ. Dustin Johnson. No joke. Last five tournaments, he's gained strokes everywhere. Last 10 tournaments, gained strokes anywhere. So it's not like he's like playing terrible. Didn't miss the cut at the 3M Open. I'm aware of that, but we knew that was coming. We knew it was on the line. After, you know, so like after the Open, finished eighth. We, we, he didn't want to be there. Come on. It's Dustin Johnson. Who wants to be in Minnesota? Oofta. Don't you know? So we'll see. We've seen DJ, you know, miss a cut at the PGA Championship, followed up with a 10th place at the Palmetto. Didn't participate necess- like in the Olympics, but we, you know, we can move forward and go from there. And I, I think Dustin Johnson is a viable pivot here. Doesn't putt particularly well on bent greens. Obviously, his, pe- his best service is POA, but we'll see how that shakes out, especially if he if he tackles, you know, four rounds of scoring for Dustin Johnson is an advantage. And I would take it, I, I'm going to take that opportunity potentially to gain leverage to the field. Early looks on ownership for someone like DJ is surprisingly single digit. Rory, single digit. Rory's only $10,000. 10K. Oh, steal. Steal. All right, so Justin Thomas starts off with the 9K, and here's my argument. Everyone watched him at the Olympics and was harping on him like crazy. Something's off. Let's, like, fine, something is off. But we know the pedigree of Justin Thomas. If you elect to not play him when he's at 10% ownership, that's fine, but he could easily come back and win this tournament, which he's done before. Good vibes here. Good feelings. That's what I'm going to say here. I, I, I'm not going to go much into the issues of Justin Thomas. We know that those are going on, especially with the putter. He, he can't putt right now. He's brutal. Okay, He was terrible at the Olympics. And minus you know his tournament at the Open Championship, like where he actually putted somewhat okay, I just don't know if it's just viable to just say, okay, I'm going to ditch JT because he's been playing so bad when you can totally gain leverage to the field here and we know the pedigree of golfer that Justin Thomas is so if you want to do that by all means go ahead do it you know fade Justin Thomas I his form is questionable suspect at best I get that but there are great plays here in this 9k range so a lot of opportunity a lot of options here to tackle and it'll be interesting to see what what kind of unfolds looking at the power rankings in the 9k in the player pool Usti, Hovland, tied for first, then Berger, then JT, Cantley, Casey, Matsuyama, Scheffler, and DeChambeau. DeChambeau, for good reason, we're afraid he's going to hit fairways. We're afraid that he's going to have an opportunity to like avoid the big number. He's still going to play all four, four, you know, four rounds, which is fine. But you know, we'll see if it's if he's going to come in like single digit ownership. I think you've got to take shares at DeChambeau. It's not like he's played terrible here. He's not worth the price if he finishes at like 30th, 25th, whatever the case may be. But still, there's upside there. He won, you know, he won uh, the Memorial. I, I, I just don't. I could see some correlation here for DeChambeau to have success, even though we haven't seen it recently. Sports, especially with the issue with the caddy and everything like that, he's going to figure it all out. Looking at the rest of this 9K range, they all fit. No one is below 25th in the overall stat model, aggregate model, confidence model. The lowest guy is, is DeChambeau for obviously fair reasons that we have ever talked about. But the rest of them are way up there. 
So going with any of these guys in this 9K range is a viable strategy that I think is going to pay off. Going Louis, absolutely. Victor Hovland, absolutely. Now you are going to have to navigate ownership a little bit. And you're going to have to say to yourself, okay, well, if I'm going to play, you know, 20-some percent Louis, Louis Oosthuizen, who do I go to? Where do I go to to, you know, create lower ownership, especially in a no-cut event, and take advantage and leverage the field? So it, it's interesting to see what individuals will do in this range. Right now, Decky coming in at single-digit ownership, the Shambo coming in at single-digit ownership, and then you've got like Cantley Berger and Scheffler all coming in, in double-digit ownership. And Scheffler's just getting a ton of love. He's almost near 20%. And a lot of it feels like he's the new toy, like the new candy. But the fact is, you know, 15th in 2020 is not bad. Danny Berger second. We've seen the constant top tens here. You know, we'll talk about Matt Fitzpatrick in the next round. The thing I like, though, about this range, about those guys in particular, they're par four scoring. Cantley ranks number two. Berger and Scheffler rank number four. And Justin Thomas ranks number four. I think there's a lot of upside here in this 9K range. Go to the 8K range. Fitzy. I feel like it's a trap, right? People are going to look at that recent form and say, okay, we're going to play him because he's awesome on this track, on this course. Need to roster him. And... It's Matt Fitzpatrick, but what always happens when he's chalky? He just burns you. He just burns you. And it kind of smells that way this weekend. I'm not there. I'm not fully committed to the Matt Fitzpatrick, I'm not playing you, burn you mode. But, man, you talk about a guy who who I'm hoping gets some serious love this weekend, boosts his ownership, and then I'll fade him and I'll feel better about it. But we'll see. Like right now, we're looking at a decent amount of ownership and love, probably like 15, 16, 17, 18 percent. But if we start getting into like 20, 22, 23, no, thank you, sir. I don't want pieces of that. Absolutely not. Don't want pieces of like insanely owned Matt Fitzpatrick. We know the pedigree of Reed, the pedigree of Lowry, Simpson, Neiman, Answer, all these guys here in the CK range. All great plays, all great options, so be conscientious of that. Like, they all rank great. Even in the, in the, in the player pool builder, they're all looking solid. No one's necessarily, like, standing out and saying, okay, you are a must play. So there's advantages to playing all of them, for sure. But... I still think that your best bet is Webb Simpson. Webb has had decent course history here. He's going to hit fairways. And while he might not rank out number one on everyone's top list, everyone's favorite list, there's a lot of potential here for Webb Simpson to dominate this tournament. I know I'm going to highly invested into Webb. I'm going to bet him. I'm going to have him in my lineups. He could be a potential core four. I like the upside here, especially at that price. So I will take advantage of that. Could it come back to bite me? Absolutely. Absolutely could come back to bite me, especially when you when you look at the fact that like Webb hasn't been on fire lately. You know, he's been suspect at best. He's got two missed cuts in the last four tournaments. In the last seven, he's got three missed cuts. 12th at the Masters, though. 9th at the RBC Heritage. Likes these small greens. Likes the, the challenges that you could face at, at, at St. Jude. So we'll see what happens with Webb Simpson. I hope he stays unpopular. 
I have a feeling that he won't, but that's about it. Looking at the rest of these guys in this AK range, I think they're all viable options. You know, Garcia still kind of iffy on him making the cut. Not sure he'll be able to do it. So, all right, we're going to go to that 7K range here. And this is be, again, interesting where we're looking at guys who traveled across, you know, back to stateside after the Olympics. Like, do you want to go back to Sung J.M.? Do you want to play, you know, Mark Leishman? It, it's kind of scary. I'm not buying into that narrative. Not going to do it. Can't do it. Can't buy that narrative. There's your can't do it. So I like Kokrak, though. I like Sungjae. I like Harris English. I like Harmon. I, I think you're going to have to really dig deep and dive deep and look for some advantages. So one thing we're going to look at here, just to help you guys out, is par four scoring. Your best par four scorings in this range are Sergio, Terrell Hatton, Brian Harmon, Harris English, and Sung Im. If you're going to value that kind of scoring range. Now, you want someone who has a like a low bogey average. Again, Sung Jae, Harris, Harmon, Hatton. Looking at Sergio Garcia again with that low bode, like the low bogey average. So those guys are options here in this 7K range. But this is where your bread and butter for the weekend is going to be made. You need to find the guy who's going to finish in second, potentially win for two or three days, be a first-round leader, get tons of DraftKings scoring points for you guys. That's what's key about this 7,000 range. And it's tough. It's tough. Like, your top three, it's not even like it's so close. It's by decimals. But your top three, tied for first, are Sergio Hatton in English. And then you finally have Kokrak, Zalatoris, M. Harmon, the likes of those guys coming in. So it'll be interesting to see this team play this out in their lineup building construction. The 7K range is key. You can balance build. You can stars and scrubs and get one. The 6K range. You got names that are going to be popular. Sam Burns, Ortiz, Kisner, Davis. Phil's getting a lot of love right now. Cam Tramp off the win. But he's great on par fours. He can hit fairways the, like in his sleep. If he, he does miss a fairway, he's able to scramble. He can scramble. As I hope he had had. Okay, where the confidence goes down to 30 or 30. Especially finished in second. Or you're looking at like Aaron Rye, who finished 12th in 2019. So you got like issues there. Additional things here. You know, if people want to pay up back to that 7K range, the Horschel, Leachman, Poulter, Rose, Burns year of 9th, 3rd, 8th, and 11th. So something to take into consideration. Of course, that same year, the 12th place for Rye. So if you're going to value course history here, which I don't think is smart in terms of like where they placed, uh, be cautious. Be cautious to say the least. So looking at these guys, though, in their 2021 PGA stats, Ortiz looks great. Palmer, Sink, Sink with the Fountain of Youth, Siwoo, Lucas Glover. A lot of people are going to go back to KH Lee. They're going to see the TPC. I don't know if I can do it, man. I like This is not your easy TPC course. It's just like, okay, let's jump in there and play it. So, All right, so that'll do it for the St. Jude. Let's get out of here. Let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys. To boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. 
That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the breakdown of the WGC St. Jude Classic at TPC Southwind. Make sure you guys get those lineups in. Six of six is going to be pretty easy this week as we again have a back-to-back no-cut event. want to give a shout-out to Fanshare Sports. Thank you for your support. But most importantly, want to thank you, the listener. Thank you for spending your precious time with us. Let's go and get them. 